be hopeful, and cast not away your hopes, for ye shall have great joy as the angels of heaven. What shall ye be obliged to do? You shall not have to hide on the day of the great judgment, and you shall not be found as sinners, and the eternal judgment shall be far from you for all the generations of the world. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, this morning we are resuming our study in the ancient book of Enoch, found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. We are ready for chapter 103, and we're going to read through 105. Yes, through 105. It's not going to be very long today. Um, and then next week we will read the last two chapters of the book of Enoch, and that will wrap up our series. Today's chapters seem to be dealing with um, what will come to pass at, at the end, uh, meaning uh, at the resurrection. There'll be some who are blessed and uh, who have walked in God's ways and, and all of that, and then there'll be the sinners who have lived wealthy lives on the earth and and seemingly nothing but good things have happened to them but what waits for them on the other side is eternal torment um, and then we also have a few verses here to talk about that there'll be ancient books given to the righteous and the righteous will love these books and of course I believe it's clearly talking about the scriptures themselves so that is what is on the agenda for this morning and I just pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you be blessed by it let us begin. Book of Enoch, starting with chapter 103, verse 1. Now therefore, I swear to you the righteous by the glory of the great and honored and mighty one in dominion, and by his greatness I swear to you. I know a mystery, and I have read the heavenly tablets, and I have seen the holy books, and I have found written therein and inscribed regarding them that all goodness and joy and glory are prepared for them and written down for the spirits of those who have died in righteousness. And that manifold good shall be given to you and recompense for your labors, and that your lot is abundantly beyond the lot of the living. And the spirits of you who have died in righteousness shall live and rejoice, and their spirits shall not perish, nor the memorial form before the face of the Great One, and to all generations of the world, wherefore no longer fear their contumely. Woe to you, ye sinners, when you have died, if you die in the wealth of your sins, and those who are like you, saying regarding you, blessed are the sinners they have seen all their days, and how they have died in prosperity and in wealth, and have not seen tribulation or murder in their life. And they have died in honor, and judgment has been executed on them during their life. And judgment has not been executed on them during their life. Know ye that their souls will be made to descend into Sheol, and they shall be wretched in their great tribulation. And into darkness and chains and burning flame where there is grievous judgment shall your spirit enter. And the great judgment shall be for all the generations of the world. Woe to you, for you shall have no peace. Say not in regard to the righteous and the good who are in life, 
In our troubled days we have toiled laboriously and experienced every trouble, and met with much evil and been consumed, and have become few and our spirits small, and we have been destroyed and have not found any help, any to help us with a word. We have been tortured and destroyed and not hoped to see life from day to day. We hope to be the head and have become the tail. We have toiled laboriously and had no satisfaction in our toil, and we have become the food of the sinners and the unrighteous, and they have laid their yoke heavily, heavily upon us. They have had dominion over us that hated us and smote us, and those that hated us have bowed our necks, but they pitied us not. We desire to get away from them that we might escape and be at rest, but found no place whereunto we should flee and be safe from them and our complaint to the rulers in our tribulations, and we cried out against those who devoured us, but they did not attend to our cries. They would not hearken to our voice. And they helped those who robbed us and devoured us, and those who made us few, and they concealed their oppression, and they did not remove from us the yoke of those that devoured us and despised us and murdered us, and they concealed their murders and remembered not that they had lifted up their hands against us. All right, real quick. What seems to be being described here is, you know, you, you, you first of all, you got the group that it's describing as the unrighteous, the sinners and the unrighteous. And it, it talks about how, you know, don't, don't think about the fact that they've lived a prosperous life on earth, right? Like they've not seen any trouble, it says. They've not seen any murder, it says. They've they've died with wealth. Um, it says, woe to you, you sinners, when you have died, if you die in the wealth of your sins. And those who are like you saying, regard, blessed are these sinners, they have seen all their days. In other words, they have lived a long life. And they have died in prosperity and in wealth. And they have not seen tribulation or murder in their life. And they have died in honor, meaning that the world honors them and lifts them up, right? And judgment has not been executed during, on them during their life. So it's describing people who have just, they've had the good life. They've lived a long life. They've been prosperous. They've made lots of money. They've not seen any trouble. But they have also not acknowledged God. And it says, know ye that their souls will be made to descend into Sheol. Now, whether you believe the book of Enoch is inspired or not inspired, this is a biblical truth, right? We even see the parable where we have the servant Lazarus, who's he's got sores all over his body, and he's, he's laying at his master's gates, and the dogs even lick his sores, and he just wants crumbs off the master's table. And then when it's all over, they, when, they're, when they're dead, they... Servant Lazarus goes into the bosom of Abraham where he is comforted for all eternity. Meanwhile, the rich ruler goes descends into Sheol where he's begging for a drop of water. I'm paraphrasing all this, right? And he, he cries out up to Abraham and says, Hey, send, my, send my servant Lazarus to put water in my mouth. And Abraham basically says in a nutshell, Hey, you had, all, you had it all when you were on earth while Lazarus suffered. Now the tables have turned, and they've turned for all of eternity. This is the way it plays out. And then it's saying, don't be troubled, 
you know, if you're one of the righteous and you're trying to walk in God's ways and you love and you acknowledge God, and but things are troublesome. Things are troublesome throughout your life. Because it's all going to shake out in the end, is the point. It's just hard for us to see that and to grasp that because it's hard to imagine or to be, sometimes it's even hard to be excited about a future that we really don't know much about, that we don't really understand. Because we can't, we can't comprehend it. We can't, th- we can't, we can't think beyond the life we're living in. It's very difficult. But it's saying to have hope in those things, and uh, and uh, uh, the Book of Enoch here, Enoch is saying, you know, I've I've seen a great mystery. Kind of reminds us of what Paul said, right? I tell you, a mystery. We will not all die, but we'll be caught up. All that. But he says, I know a mystery, and I've read the heavenly tables, and I've seen the holy books, and I found written therein and inscribed regarding them that all goodness and joy and glory are prepared for them and written down for the spirits of those who have died in righteousness, and that manifold good should be given to you and recompense for your labors. In other words, you're going to be, it's all going to pay off, and that your lot is abundantly beyond the lot of the living. And the spirits of you who have died in righteousness shall live and rejoice, and their spirits shall not perish. And that their memorial shall be before the face of the Great One unto all generations of the world, wherefore no longer fear. Interesting stuff, huh? Let's move on. Chapter 104, verse 1. I swear to you, that in heaven the angels remember you for good before the glory of the Great One, and your names are written down before the glory of the Great One. Be hopeful, for after time you were put to shame through ill and affliction, but now you shall shine as the lights of heaven. You shall shine and you shall be seen, and the portals of heaven shall be opened to you. And in your cry, cry for judgment, and it shall appear to you for all your tribulation shall be visited on the rulers and on all who helped those who plundered you. I want you to think about that for a second. We see the wicked rulers who rule the world, right? And they rob us through taxation. They, they harm us through all kinds of things. They feed on us, right? It's saying, hey, it's saying, in your cry, cry for judgment, and it shall appear to you, for all the tribulation shall be visited on the rulers. And on all who helped those who plundered you. Verse 4. Be hopeful, and cast not away your hopes, for ye shall have great joy as the angels of heaven. What shall ye be obliged to do? You shall not have to hide on the day of the great judgment. And you shall not be found the sinners, and the eternal judgment shall be far from you for all the generations of the world. I like that. You shall not have to hide on the day of the great judgment. You don't have to be afraid of that, it's saying. Verse 6, And now fear not, ye righteous. When you see the sinners growing strong and prospering in their ways, be not companions with them, but keep afar from their violence, for ye shall become companions of the host of heaven. And although ye sinners say, All of our sins shall not be searched out or be written down, nevertheless they shall write down all your sins every day. And now I show unto you that light and darkness by day and night see all your sins. Be not godless in your hearts, and not and lie not, and alter not the words of uprightness, 
nor charge with the lying words of the Holy Great One, nor take account of your idols, for your lying and your godlessness issue not in righteousness, but in great sin. Verse 10, And now I know this mystery, that sinners will alter and pervert the words of righteousness in many ways and will speak wicked words and lie and practice great deceits and write books concerning their words. It's saying, hey, there's going to be some unrighteous people who who uh, write down wicked words and pervert the words of righteousness. I have to be honest with you, there's a lot of Bible translations out there. I would say 99.9% .9 of them that are intentionally altered and perversed. And uh, if you've ever listened to my podcast where I rant about this heavily, about why I choose the King James Bible, it's my primary Bible source, I go into great detail about all of this. Now you can find this at scriptureandprophecy.com. The very top it says, why use the King James Bible? Why use the KJV? And on that page is the podcast. It's one of the most popular podcasts I've ever recorded. And in that podcast, I record why I use the King James Bible. And I point out all these grievous things that have been added and removed uh, in these new translations. Specifically, I, I, I really uh, nail it down on the NIV. Um, where they have taken and they've removed the truth and they've added Gnostic text and they've done all this evil. Um, and so anyway, I, I, obviously I'm not going to cover all that right now, but I go into great detail about that and why, why we use the King James Bible. Now we do use some other Bibles occasionally to supplement some understanding, um, but the King James is, is the route I go, and it's not because I'm old-fashioned or I prefer the old King James English. It's because of the manuscripts that were used in the translations, the way the translation went about, the, how it was put together, uh, the people who translated it, in comparison with the people that, that created the NIV as an example. And I go into all that detail. So if you're curious about that, again, it's not about tradition for me. It's about manuscript evidence and the motives behind creation of these texts. So, you can find that at the website descriptionprophecy.com if you're so inclined, if you're interested. Let's continue, verse 11. But when they write down truthfully all my words in their languages, and do not charge or minish aught from my words, but write them down truthfully, all that I first testified concerning them, then I know another mystery that books would be given to the righteous and to the wise to become a cause of joy and uprightness and much wisdom. And to them shall these books be given, and they shall believe in them and rejoice over them. And then shall all the righteous who have learned from, learned from all the paths of uprightness be recompensed. In those days the Lord bade them to summon and testify to the children of the earth concerning their wisdom. Show it unto them, for they are their guides and a recompense a recompense over the whole earth. For I and my son will be united with them forever in the paths of uprightness and in their lives. And ye shall have peace. Rejoice, ye children of uprightness. Amen. And that is the end of our study. The reason why we're ending there today is because chapters, chapter 106 is a text fragment from the book of Noah. 
And then that runs all the way through 108, which is the appendix to the Book of Enoch and ends the Book of Enoch. And so the plan is to wrap all that up next week, and then we will be done with this study in the ancient Book of Enoch. Well, I hope that you've been blessed this morning and been encouraged this morning. I hope that you feel like you've been fed something this morning, some some kind of biblical truth, even though we're reading from the book of Enoch and it's not technically part of the Bible. Uh, I hope that you've still been blessed by it this morning. And uh, we all have our different opinions about these things. Um, I see people come to the comments and they want to complain or they want to... It, look, we all have our different views about how these uh, extra books shake out. I happen to uh, find it very valuable to study them. And so that's always been my point of view, and I've never strayed from that uh, since I've been doing this podcast. And I believe in studying and looking into things and not being afraid that something might... I don't know if people are afraid... I don't know what people are afraid of. I mean, if you're grounded in the Word of God, then these things shouldn't, shouldn't frighten you. But nonetheless, we all have different viewpoints, and we need to be kind and respectful and merciful to one another in these things well there you have it friends that's all i got for you this morning lord willing i'll be back with you on thursday for our weekly torah portion study peace and grace be with all of you and until next time god bless